Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thanks for listening. And thanks to all you new listeners out there for tuning in. Glad you found us. And please stick around and check out our earlier episodes. I'm sure you'll find lots of good stuff. My guest today is an internationally renowned DJ based in San Francisco, California. He has DJed at a number of big-name festivals, marathons, and events, including the Taiwan Tango Marathon, the Southern California Tango Championship, the San Diego Tango Festival, the Austin Spring Festival, and many others. And with me now is Jonas Aquino. Jonas, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks very much, Joe. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here. Okay, so Jonas, uh, take us back maybe to the beginning of your tango journey. How, how did you fall in love with this dance? Let's see. I, I guess I could start. I mean, I certainly, like I think a lot of folks' stories, uh, didn't fall in love immediately. This is probably about 10, 12 years ago I, I started. And it was here local in our in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, mm-hmm. This is my tango home. Nice. And I tried other dances here and there, either by myself or with friends. You know, you have friends, oh, let's go take a salsa class or mm-hmm. let's try a swing class. Usually at like a community center or in, in every so often like a, a, a dance studio. Mm-hmm. And I would go and I, I would try these dances, you know, maybe over the course of two or three years and, and, and it would never stick. I was sort of like, oh, that was fun. But, mm-hmm. and, and even with the social scenes you have at these studios, like for salsa or other dances, couldn't quite in, get into it, even if I had friends that were getting into it. I, you know, so I, I definitely didn't think of myself as a dancer. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to try tango, which is sort of down the list, Argentine tango. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right, well, here's one I haven't tried in, yet. And um, a couple of people, I, actually, I had a friend, actually someone I was dating uh, mm-hmm. was, was uh, wanted to try it. And she had, had parent, her parents had, had danced tango. And the funny thing is, is we, we, did, we never actually ended up going to the same, t- going together. We, mm-hmm. we were just sort of like... So let's let's I'll try one near me and and, and she lived a little <laughs> bit further away um, so she was trying uh, to take a class and mm-hmm. we both took classes separately mm. and and then we stopped dating <laughs> oh. <laughs> like within you know it's it's just short lived mm-hmm. but then I stayed in the class mm. so that was kind of a funny thing I stayed in the class and and thought I kept you know kept plugging away once a week you know and and over about three to six months you know oh okay mm. I'm still in there for another six months and mm. somewhere between six months to a year I was like. Okay, I'm still going. <laughs> it's it's working, you know, and and it just has to do like the t- the right timing, I think. So yeah. I, by then, I realized I think this was one I was going to keep trying, and mm-hmm. and then it became twice a week, and then, you know, uh, got more involved with practice practicas, and probably by first second year of dancing regularly, mm-hmm. you know, that was all I could talk about, you know, yeah. family and friends, and, <laughs> and, and just social circle. It just got stronger there. So yes. yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember what your very first tango lesson was like? Oh, that's a great question. It's hard to. Yeah. It was a while ago. <laughs> it feels like a while ago now. Yeah, I, I, I think I remember. Um, was with one of our long-standing teachers here in the Bay Area, Nora, mm. uh, of Nora's Tango Week, you know, and has a big festival and in the, the studio that that she's been teaching at for years. It was mm. a larger class, so. I felt like, okay, it wasn't that hard. You know, we, mm-hmm. we started with a, like an eight count basic pattern and say, okay, mm-hmm. I can do this. And normally I'm terrible at memorizing sequences. That was uh-huh. one of the things I think with learning dances, <laughs> I, I could, couldn't remember. I had a hard time with that. And so I think I came away from that class not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
in general, if that was for me, it was such a blessing that mm-hmm. I stuck out, stuck with it, I think, and um, realized that it could be something I could do. And mm-hmm. then here I am, right, after that, yeah. all that time. Yeah. yeah. So, so what was it about tango that made you want to stick with it? Because like you said, other dances didn't quite stick with you, but tango must have grabbed you somehow. Do you remember how that might have been? Yeah, for sure. I think my early teachers uh, were able to transmit to me the idea that I could, you know, one, improvise, mm-hmm. you know, that I didn't feel as as hard on myself that I couldn't get quite like a pattern, for example, or that things, you know, it was enough that I could start to see like, oh, it's what I bring to the table too, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, you know, let alone like I, I couldn't quite get what musicality meant in, in the early years, but mm-hmm. just that I had a chance to to start to see the potential of owning my own movement mm-hmm. that wasn't as, yeah, I was my worst own worst critic and judging mm-hmm. myself about how good I was or whatever, but but that I could see it was different, you know, mm-hmm. not just as a partner dance and syncing up with a, with another person, but that the idea of not necessarily memorizing a pattern that I would just repeat over and over again, you know, yeah. uh, that that wasn't what definitely wasn't what turned me on about dancing. It was about mm-hmm. the self-expression you could start to uh, discover for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with a person, with someone else, you yeah. know, and, and, uh, with a partner. So. Okay. So do you remember what your very first dances at a Milonga was like? Kind of, yeah. I mean, it's such a blur, I think, sometimes when I'm yeah. thinking about this. I've been thinking about this since you first asked me about, well, mm-hmm. what, what was my tango path? And and yeah, for sure, like, I remember the first song that I ever danced, not in necessarily Milonga, but like my first full tango song, like from beginning to end mm-hmm. song that I danced. And I, I realized I just danced this whole song nice. with what I knew. And it was amazing, mm-hmm. right? And uh, it was it was Desarli's uh, Bahia Blanca. Oh, nice. remember that was my first song. So that's okay. always that song will always have a special place in my heart as mm-hmm. being the first song I felt I um, I really danced to. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in a milonga, for sure, I, you know, I, I kind of did the long. I feel like I had the long track in there, in where I didn't go to a milonga for about mm-hmm. two three years. I was going to practicas a lot, mm-hmm. and so when I finally went to a milonga, it was pretty scary. It was mm-hmm. like uh, I think I remember it was probably either. Uh, Nora's, uh, like, oh, no, 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 it wasn't. It was, sorry, it was a monthly milonga that no longer uh, runs in, in San Francisco mm. at the Metronome okay. um, studio. Um, but that was the first one because I was taking classes in that studio. And it's a larger one for that for, for that time. It was one of the larger ones. So that was pretty intimidating with mm-hmm. the number of people out there. Yeah. yeah, but then my other regular milonga I would go to was Cell Space, which uh, mm. was an alternative milonga. Nice. And that's probably where I learned to become a good navigator. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just in general, because it was a, it had a little more, uh, it was more challenging. Not only the floor was the, uh, not not quite a nice, you know, floor mm-hmm. that you'd it wasn't ideal to dance on, but um, navigation was definitely uh, mm-hmm. more challenging with the number of people going there. Okay. So, Jonas, you are very well known all over the world as an awesome <laughs> DJ, which you are. Uh, so how did your DJ journey start? Well, I, I'd say it, it was probably about a six months to a year of just uh, playing music at practicas. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm exaggerating, maybe six months. But then I had d- DJ friends who mm-hmm. invited me to co-DJ with them. So oh, it was really okay. like this apprenticeship time for okay. me. It wasn't, you know, it was really, I was encouraged by people to do it. It really helped my dance to pay even more attention to the music. So mm. I really have to have some friends to thank for encouraging me mm. and, and fellow DJs. So, um, and then, you know, 
after after doing that with with uh, other DJs, you know, just started to hone hone my skills at that. I'd say, and mm-hmm. um, it kind of grew from there. And in you know, uh, word of mouth and meeting people that you don't even know that that go to the Milongas DJ and then mm-hmm. enjoying the music and and asking who you are and you know, can you come to their neighborhood, come to their city, nice. um, and you know, it's sort of been that path for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you remember your first solo DJing gig? I remember a couple of the early ones. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely <laughs> when another side of that is the the stress, right? Where when you when you when you're doing it, and then you mm-hmm. can tell uh, Atanda wasn't quite right, the song bad choice, or or just something. Mm-hmm. And I, I I definitely have had those experiences where I could see <laughs> dancers on the floor from where I was at the booth, them looking up and giving me a quizzical look and going, oh. what was that? You know? <laughs> uh, I, and luckily, sometimes there were people I knew, like other mm-hmm. teachers that are really giving me honest feedback and going, mm-hmm. that, that, was, that was bad for me. <laughs> you know, oh. Later on, they would tell me, that mm-hmm. time, the, you know, it wasn't good because it's the wrong time. I wanted this kind of thing. And you, know, you can't please everyone, but it mm-hmm. was a definitely a early, to early on uh, learning experience. It still is. I still ask friends, uh, or I, I think I've gotten better at um, gauging the reaction mm-hmm. with, with that kind of, uh, with experience, you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah, but it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Speaking of, of challenging situations, do you remember a particular Milongo or particular event that was, that really sticks out in your mind? Um, I can think of when I DJ um, in other cities, mm-hmm. um, generally, you know, the one, the great thing with tango is, you know, at least I've come to find my my gut sense about what's danceable is pretty i feel pretty confident about it mm-hmm. um and what people like but sometimes every so often i've had this experience where i realize i, I realize while i'm djing or with the working with the organizer that mm-hmm. you know they'll sort of either before or hard, more difficult during the milonga say oh well folks really like a lots of Darienza, which I know, but you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> more than usual. And so then it becomes this like, whoa, okay, I, I can't, I got to shift gears here because normally I like sort of balancing things out over mm-hmm. time when maybe the organizer or, or even other dancers, depending on the culture and mm-hmm. of the, the longa, the, they're sort of what they usually expect may not be what I expect, right? Uh, and yeah. so I have to kind of really pivot and go, okay. Mm-hmm let's reset here or, you know, think about, you know, pay even closer attention to who's dancing, who's not dancing, um, mm-hmm. you know. So I've had that once in a while in places, you know, and that, that's a little more stressful, I'll say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so do you pre-plan your tandas or, or do you do a lot organizing on the fly? Uh, it's These days it's really on the fly, but okay. I have a very, you know, really a system in my collection to sort of make sure I can access orchestras that I am thinking of and sort of classes of music, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, with uh, by feeling and, and that I can resource, right? So yeah. I try to stay ahead of it, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm not scrambling, but I have that kind of plan. And my usual plan through the night is fairly consistent with what I, you know, with what I see as people come in. It's harder when it's a place I've never been, right? But yeah. um for sure, in the Bay Area and the Milongas, I've gotten to DJ multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a good sense of the crowd. Uh, I, know, I know the my, my community pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to switch gears a little bit to your adventures traveling internationally to DJ. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you've DJed sure. in, in Taiwan and in other countries as well. Just from you know your vantage point, uh, sitting up there from the DJ booth and watching the people dance, uh, do you notice uh, the local culture of a country having an impact on the way their tango communities behave? Oh, interesting. Um, 
I think it does play, uh, you know, sometimes it's something I don't see right at that moment, but mm-hmm. in talking to folks about it, mm-hmm. you know, then, then it sort of comes back and goes, Oh yeah, that makes some sense. You know, that kind of feels uh, mm-hmm. that puts words to what I've, what I saw, right. Mm-hmm. Like smaller communities like uh, Malaysia that I've, I've danced and DJed in versus mm-hmm. Taiwan or other parts of the U S like bigger cities versus small, sort of the same thing, right. Mm-hmm. And the smaller yeah. communities, Who's who's dancing and how Cabaseo is playing out mm-hmm. um, and how and, and I think there's a difference too when it's a festival versus a local. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I generally find the culture when it's a festivals or or marathon. I mean, everybody really is. Uh, it's all about getting out there and dancing with either new people or people you know. But you know, mm-hmm. it, it, there's socializing, but it's a different vibe of socializing than, uh, than I see a lot of local milongas. That sort of plays out, I think, no matter where you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure I can pick out a specific example mm-hmm. off the top of my head. That's a, that's a, that's a food for thought. That's an interesting question. Yeah, I just yeah. thought I'd, I'd ask, yeah, just to see how, how culture, how that plays. Because everyone loves, like, there's something about tango that... I guess sort of reaches us all on a primal level, but I wonder if, you know, some local culture well, might play into that. Well, for sure, you know, mm-hmm. experiencing when I first started DJing internationally mm-hmm. and especially in Asia, I haven't actually been in Europe yet. So that's sort of my next goal is somewhere mm-hmm. there is to start going out there. But um, is that, you know, it's, it's that amazing thing that you may not be able to speak English or the, the native language of the, mm-hmm. of the where you are. Uh, we don't have that common language, but with tango, we do. And yeah. it's really amazing, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, I think I even, one of my first international DJ gigs, the the overwhelming feeling of being up there and realizing we're all dancing to the same music we know, that we learn in classes, that, that we mm-hmm. were inspired on YouTube and by visiting instructors and maestros to, to dance to. Mm-hmm. And then when we say hello, it's, or, you know, con- conversing <laughs> in between... Uh, songs in the tanda there's not much to say often you know you're trying and you're like (laughs) it doesn't get very far because Mm -hmm. you know you're you're enjoying the dance but you're not necessarily finding much out about each other Mm -hmm. you know except that wow that was great dancing (laughs) you know um so -hmm. that's just amazing and i have friends all over the world in countries i've never visited just Mm -hmm. because of this either through the 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 appeal of of deep you know them dancing mm-hmm. at places I've DJed or or dance or as as a as a tango partner, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, they haven't even visited yet. Yeah. So uh, along the lines of that, like you mentioned, we all listen to the same music. We all there's that sense of familiarity, no matter where we travel to to tango. Um, but yet, you know, tango DJing there there is an art to it. I, I mean, I've been to yeah. to places where. Uh, I guess the DJs didn't do such a great job, but they were playing all the songs that I loved. Uh-huh. But somehow yeah. I it just I just wasn't feeling it, and this energy just yeah. felt kind of slow. I don't know if that's in my head, or is there something to the juxtaposition? I, I don't know. What what insights do you have on on that? Definitely, to me, I've felt and seen a difference between a good DJ and experienced one, mm-hmm. and ones that might be you know not quite. You can tell maybe this the. The sense and confidence about the order of music, for example, mm-hmm. to place it in that works and may not work for folks. Um, it's tricky. It's mm-hmm. a tricky uh, uh, craft, I think. Yeah. And great DJs for me often are playing songs I know, but they find a way to put, to juxtapose, maybe change it up a little bit in a way that still works. You know, mm-hmm. so I sometimes <laughs> you can almost predict a lot of DJs now. Oh, that the order. Yeah, I use that order of songs too, like uh. this song. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's so like familiar but mm-hmm. then then 
every so often, probably not as often as, as I think, but um, I often get this feeling at a good marathon or festival, you mm-hmm. know, that that there's a DJ, one or two, that, that you know, they're playing the songs I know, but then they, they throw uh, w- one of the four is something different or in a different order that just works. And I'm mm. like, I never thought of it that way. Or what's that one song yeah. that I don't know? And why is it so good? Mm. Um, and so that still happens regularly um, when I do get to go to different places to see, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think there's that is that at least I know it's come to happen for me is I know there are sets of songs that, that a lot of DJs play the same because mm-hmm. we know it works. Uh-huh. Um, but, then we can also get tired of that and go, that's predictable. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and but we can't go too far from that either because there's something about that that works. Mm-hmm. And and so an experienced dancer could also hate that it's changed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or that it's not quite right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I think I've experienced both both ends of that as a dancer and mm-hmm. as a as a dancer DJ listening to some some other DJ some DJs work on that. Mm. So that's what makes it fun too. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, uh, how do you feel about alternative tango songs? Mm. I I enjoy DJing alternative. Uh, I don't as often these days DJ full uh, or, or I don't get as many opportunities to DJ a whole milonga as alternative. I think mm-hmm. that's a challenge in and of itself. Yeah. I've done it and I've done it quite often, like more like a few years back. Uh, mm-hmm. Not so much uh, recently. And I do it. I I think that's its own challenge in itself. Is still maintaining the kind of flow you hope for that you usually as a tango DJ you're, you're shooting for Mm -hmm. and it's harder. It's harder with alternative. Um, And I think because I focused a lot on DJing when I've I've had to DJ marathons more in the last few years Mm -hmm. and then longer events, all the more uh, the, the challenge of DJing alternative music becomes even more uh, uh, exaggerated for me. Like it's more, uh, yeah. So I feel like, it's a great challenge. I, I, I like doing it, mm. um, but looking for music that works is is kind of a whole nother. It's a kind of a different thing. Yeah, it's, it's it, you could say it's easy because there's so much more music, but but mm. I think a lot of folks that dance both to tr- the traditional mm-hmm. uh, or traditional tango music and alternative. You, that's why you'll find more and more people. More people probably would prefer not don't find alternative dancing tango to alternative mm-hmm. music as uh, popular mm. uh, because of that. Yeah. It's just what I've seen. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Sometimes you'll hear an alternative tango song and it's awesome, and then you look up the band and the rest of their songs aren't danceable. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You got to find oh, what what's another alternative song that can fit into this tanda without being mm-hmm. too jarring? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and we have a great local alternative song that's been going for on for a long time. Mm-hmm. Cell Space Project Tango Cell Space that I've worked with for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's a great place to sort of hone that craft of alternative tango DJing. But mm. I think it's it's definitely its own challenge in and of itself. Yeah. Um, can't quite do the same, mm-hmm. often can't do the same things that you can with um, traditional yeah. tango music. Yeah. yeah. So Jonas, I got a personal taste question for you. Okay. <laughs> so of course, I'm sure people ask, oh, what are your favorite songs, composers, that kind of thing. But are there any songs or composers that you don't particularly care for, just as a matter of personal taste? Only because, well, from a DJ standpoint, dancer mm-hmm. standpoint, often the early, early, there, there's fewer songs, you know, early 20s and 30s, just because of the sound quality, I never, I never really play. But mm-hmm. there's always a subset of that that I love. Yeah. Um, but the sort of Demare and, and just stuff that I don't play as much that's mm-hmm. lower energy. I don't like it because I don't, it doesn't give me as much 
as a dancer and as a uh, DJ, when I'm trying to get people on the floor and, and start getting them in the mood um, that are that are uh, not so uh, uh, not so useful, not so enjoyable, I should say. They may be great to listen to and, uh, and yeah. kind of thing, but not necessarily the energy that you that gets you to dance. Mm-hmm. You know, so no, it sort of sort of falls. That's why I've tended actually recently I've become a little more energized by a uh, little bit uh, stuff later. Mm-hmm. You know, 50s, 60s, it's, it's finding in- interesting that mm. when I've tried it out uh, in Milongas that it's come, people are, have become more energized too. Not, it's not just the sound quality is better, but mm-hmm. if you pick the right ones, it works well. And people are coming up and going, well, what was that? You know, <laughs> so, because it, it's just uh, may not be as often played, right? But, right. but still, yeah. So I've, that's been happening more recently. Like, like, a couple of years back, late Biaggi was like something. I was like, "Whoa, how come I never heard this before?" And I was mm-hmm. playing them, at least one new one or one newer one in a in a milonga that toward the end of the night that that people were really getting into. For example, mm-hmm. yeah. So, are, are you still discovering uh, tango songs that you haven't heard before that you're adding to your? Collection? Yeah, for sure. It's mm-hmm. usually maybe yeah, for sure. And I I think it's rich enough that that's that happens. And I love it when. Mm-hmm. Uh, another DJ is playing something and you know you dance it and they go that was really fun to dance but I had no idea who it was and <laughs> going up to DJ and going okay or you know or maybe it's this orchestra and then turns out it's not and, mm-hmm. and then it's just another version and it's you know has its own quality yeah and so I still feel that's that's there's a lot of room for that and there's a richness to that that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still enjoying yeah, I remember the first time I heard uh, Donato Racciati when I haven't heard uh-huh. it. Yeah, I was like, whoa, wait. Yep. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, it ended before I could Shazam it, so I had to. Oh, oh. <laughs> I had to bother the DJ, but he was kind yeah. enough to tell me who it was. So, Jonas, you also teach, right? I do. Uh, just, mm-hmm. it's not a lot. It's it's one, mm-hmm. like once a week. Uh, I have a, a fundamentals class I've been teaching for. Actually, when I went and looked back, it's been a while. It's like eight mm-hmm. years, seven, eight years now. Oh, wow. Uh, going on um, here in Berkeley, and so uh, that's been great. I and every so often a guest teaching or or, or substitute teaching for other fellow teacher friends mm. that when they're out traveling um, uh, get to do that, and that's been fun. There's a lot of teachers in the Bay Area, a lot mm. of great ones, um, mm. and we get tons uh, that come in and visit. Still going strong, I'd say. <laughs> Doing my part to help our community grow here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so where are the the venues where you regularly DJ? Just so that people listening can, when they travel um, to San Francisco, they can come look you up. Oh, you know, it's become more diverse. Uh, I DJ maybe once or twice a month, which is about my average. So, mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, in the last couple of years, actually, a lot more new DJs local here that have been doing mm. great. Um, mm-hmm. And and so I don't DJ quite as much as I did about you know two three years ago. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Yeah, I think I live here in the East Bay in Berkeley. And mm-hmm. so in San Francisco, there's Genesis on Friday nights. There is some South Bay Milongas at Alberto's and uh, Dance Boulevard. Some mm-hmm. of them have been running for a long time. Some of them are, are new, like in the last couple of years. Okay. So it's really more, I, I, I can't say there is a regular one because it's you know mm-hmm. twice a month or at most once or twice a month. It's okay. not usually the same place. Oh, okay. <laughs> we have so many DJs now that everyone's sort of doing, I, I feel like it's not going to be as often. Mm-hmm. Uh, you won't see folks at regular places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, at least it's been my experience the last year or two. Yeah. 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 So yeah. over the years, uh, since you started Tango to now, um, how has the uh, the community out in San Francisco and that in the Bay Area, how, how has that community evolved or how has the energy been been changing? 
I think we, we've been growing uh, mm-hmm. at a steady pace. Definitely from when I first started, there's two, three times more <laughs> oppor- opportunities for tango, whether mm-hmm. that's a practicum, milonga, or teachers. Um, mm-hmm. regu- like every day, there's something you can do or go to within a 30-minute to an hour, 30-minute drive, I would say, anywhere. And part of that, too, I see has been a rise of, as we've grown, there are more venues because people or venues or opportunities because people uh, want them near where they live, Mm -hmm. right? So rather than everyone traveling into San Francisco (laughs) one night a week, Mm -hmm. someone someone will start something in their um, smaller suburb, you know, or East Bay or South Bay Mm -hmm. because it makes it easier for them, right? So Mm -hmm. in a way, there was a, I would say there was a time when that was a struggle because then you'd have to choose maybe Mm -hmm. in one night like a Friday night or Saturday night, yeah. there may be two or three things um, within 30 minutes drive of where you are mm-hmm. that you'd have to choose from. And and for sure that we've gone through those struggles of growth Yeah. Uh, on top of like, okay, maybe there's tons of, you know, two or three different visiting teachers mm-hmm. in the area too. And so um, you could say sometimes that would split the community where they could go easiest or who they liked the best or yeah. which DJ was where mm-hmm. was playing and, and stuff. Um, and that's, I think that's normal with with the, the the growth of a community um to see yeah 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 interesting yeah that's always neat to see how energy changes how new things crop up and and the ones that go away is because usually yeah. it's the venue you know that's too expensive or difficult to keep right. going uh, yeah. that that kind of thing has definitely happened mm-hmm. uh, popular ones too yeah you know, so okay jonas this has been a lot of fun so well, where do we find out more about you online I recently, with my partner Xiaomin, we um, took the reins of running SF Loves Tango. A good friend of ours, Micah, has run that for for a long time, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a, it's a great website for folks wanting to check out things uh, in San Francisco about okay. you know tango related. So we just recently uh, took over uh, curating it, administering that website, sflovestango.com. Okay. And uh, and then I have my own website that's in a revamp my, right now. It's okay. Jonas Tango. Dot com as well okay. um, that that's probably where you will be able to see my upcoming dj gigs as they're scheduled as well as where i'm teaching okay um, all right i'll have those websites in our show notes so people will be able to look you up awesome all yeah. right well jonas thank you so much i know you're super busy a lot of things have been happening but i'm really glad you uh, to catch up with you and thank you again so much for taking the time to it's, talk to it's me. been a pleasure joe thanks so much it's uh, it's great talking with you great talking to you as well It was fun hearing about Jonas's tango journey and how just sticking with tango can organically lead to other exciting opportunities. In Jonas's case, he became a DJ and then an internationally renowned DJ. And I liked what he said about good DJing, how arranging the music and influencing the energy level at a milonga is a real craft. So if you're at a milonga and you're able to really focus on your partner and your dancing, That's because the DJ is doing his or her job. When the music sets transition smoothly and everyone's having a good time, that's because the person in the sound booth is putting in a lot of effort. So be sure to thank your DJ after a good night of dancing. And thank you, Jonas, for sharing your story and for your thoughts. And of course, thanks to all you listeners for tuning in. I'm really happy to have you as a listening audience. If you're enjoying the show, please take a quick moment to subscribe and please leave a five-star rating and review. That helps out a lot. To help keep the podcast going, I'm also accepting donations through PayPal. There's a link in the description and also one on the podcast website. Thanks for your support. 
Okay, that's it for today. You've been listening to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon.